everybody. Grab your Bible and the pencil and a journal and even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. everyone. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter. And every week we sit down together and we talk through truth and scripture. And we are talking about fear in this episode and exactly what do we do with fear? How do we know if it's the healthy or unhealthy type of fear? And what does the Lord have to say about fear? So we are really glad that you're here and we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation. That is an extremely popular verse is uh, it well yes oh well, so I many people it, really have it on the back of shirts and they have it framed in their houses yeah yeah oh. extremely i didn't know that i mean i i know it but i didn't realize it was so popular amongst the population <laughs> it, it is and you know there's a tendency sometimes for me not to to want to read the most popular one because a lot of times you, you know, you read things like, you know, for our, we know that all things work together for good or, you know, for God so loved the world. Those are so amazing and great uh, teaching and scripture. But sometimes when you hear something that you're so familiar with, you tend not to really hear it because you think you already know it. Yeah, but, you tend not to listen as much. Yeah. But maybe they're popular for a reason. Because they're really good. Well, that's one of the reasons I was thinking about, you know, us talking about this. Because I do believe that a lot of people read this verse and and really lean very heavily into this verse, actually. Because I think a lot of people are very afraid. I think a lot of people are very dismayed, discouraged. I think, you know, there is just... You know, a tendency, even before COVID, I mean, literally, COVID definitely emphasized fear, you know, probably more than anything that I know. But there's a lot of this threat, like, are we going to go to World War III? Uh, What's the economy? Mm -hmm. 24, you know, is coming soon. We're about to have an election. Um, There's a a lot of things happening. Christmas is coming. A lot of, we talked about this last, last week about a lot of people, you know, are very depressed and mm-hmm. sad during during these holidays. But I, I started thinking about this because over, I guess, for the last month, maybe two months, I've spent some time with several people and just talking generally just about life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how paralyzed and how, you know, devastating fear is. A lot of people fear. There are a lot of people. Oh, you mean like how that struggle with fear? Yeah, like people who are devastated by fear, kind of thing. They're devastated. They're devastated, but they're paralyzed. Paralyzed by fear. Uh, In the fact, yeah, there it's hard for them to move forward. It's hard for them to make a decision. It's hard to think about the future. It's hard for them to even function at times. It's that's definitely one of the symptoms of fear. It's one of the characteristics of fear and the fact that fear just does control us, 
and it does paralyze us sometimes of, of really trying to make decisions. That a lot of people that are afraid do not have the wisdom, or well, not I mean they may have wisdom, but they they don't have the clarity in their mind. Yeah, and, and making their emotions are so driven by this fear, and and so just lately, just talking to several teenagers, several adults, it doesn't really matter, you know, what age you you are, there is this legitimate, overwhelming sense of mm-hmm. fear. And so, you know, I'm studying Joshua for the retreat, and I just thought how many times God told Joshua would be strong, be courageous. And, you know, they were moving forward. They were going to grab hold of the promises of the land that God had given them. They had been waiting for this for 40 years. And I just... I just started thinking about this because God had already told them, like, every place in which you put your foot down, I've mm-hmm. given to you. And he said, just like I've spoken to to Moses, just like how I've led the people, and just as much as I have given Moses direction on how to handle everything, I'm going to do this to you, Joshua, everything. You don't, you don't have to worry about anything. And mm-hmm. yet, over and over and over again in the very first chapter and on through Joshua— he says the same thing over and over again. Be strong and courageous. And I just stopped and thought, why does God keep telling Joshua to be strong and courageous? I think it's interesting and important to look at what those two words mean. And I was looking it up at why you're talking. And because I'm like, okay, to be strong, like that can be perceived as a different you know some people Mm -hmm. think strength is can be perceived as one thing some people see it as something else you know so it's like okay what does that what does that mean a lot of people think knowledge is strong yeah that's what i mean like some people are like oh you know don't look weak because then that you know stay strong because weakness isn't strong mm -hmm. or you know but the bible is you know he says if you're you know if you're weak you're strong in the lord and you know anyway that's Mm -hmm. why i was looking it up so there's a lot of there's a lot to this definition, so I'm gonna just summarize it. But it's basically saying to prevail, you know, to to press, like to keep moving forward. Move like, forward, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there's a lot to this definition. I couldn't really go into all of it, but if I had to sum it up, that's what it means: is to keep moving forward, to press in, to prevail, you know, that sort of thing. And then courageous is basically more of like an alertness. Like there's like a boldness. There's like a, it's like being bold, it's being alert, it's being determined, you know, so kind of this, I see it as this being strong and courageous in terms of what this Joshua verse is saying is like, be strong in just keep moving forward, like keep pressing in, whatever that may look like in your situation, but then also like be determined. So I think it's like almost like being determined to keep moving forward and to be bold in that. And, And I think you can, I think that can look you know, whether that could be in prayer, like being bold in prayer. It may not even be something that you're doing, but it's, you know, maybe more of a posture in your heart, you know, like they were going to take a physical land. Whereas I think a lot of what we fear is usually more of what could happen or like unknown things, you know, that Mm -hmm. this may be not necessarily something that we have to like go in and like seize, like Joshua's going to seize a land, but it could be more of like, okay, I'm going to keep, 
I'm going to keep pressing into the Lord. That's how that's how I'm going to keep moving forward mm-hmm. and being strong. I'm going to keep being bold in prayer. I'm going to keep being alert with what God is mm-hmm. doing or, you know, like, or even being alert that he's with us. Well, that is definitely true. And, but in this verse, one of the things that really caught my eye is it says be strong and courageous was just what everybody talks about. They're like, you know, be strong and courageous. And that's why a lot of people use that verse just to remind them to to be strong, to move forward. And because, again, a lot of people feel weak. Did I interpret the definition? No, those are correct. But but I feel like the rest of the verse kind of gives it a— like a contrast where it says, do not tremble or be dismayed. And I think that's kind of like the opposite, like be strong and courageous. Don't be tremble, don't don't be weak, and don't be dismayed. A lot of times the opposite of being courageous means discouraged. Um, and it says, do not tremble or di- be dismayed. And why? why? Why would God say this? As I was saying at the very beginning, because he kept saying, I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to give you this land. And of course, we all know that they had to fight for that land, even though it was already mm-hmm. provided and given that. And I think that's another thing that God knew that they were going to go to battle. He was saying, you know, basically one of the, and, and like you said, there were a lot of definitions to those words, but one of the things that I read was be manly, like be strong, be, be manly, be a man. Yes. And <laughs> it was, you know, one of those things of being able to say, just be strong, be manly, be tough, because he's talking to the man. And um, he said, uh, but do not tremble. Don't be afraid and don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. And when you look at that, like, well, why? I mean, obviously there's a battle. Obviously there's some things that are happening, you know, that Joshua knew that they were going to have to go over to this land. They were going to have to fight the battle. And you would think, well, you know, of course, that's what God was saying. You know, I've given it to you. Don't worry about it. Just claim your promise. You know, a lot often we hear people say that. That's not why God said to be strong and courageous. It's not why He says, don't tremble, don't be discouraged. It's not any of that. He says, it's not because you're going to have a battle. Yes, you're going to have a battle, but I'm going to win. I've already won that. You're, mm-hmm. Yes, you're going to go to a land that you've never seen. I know that. I've already given you that. I've already told you about that. You've already spied it out. You already know it's great. So what he's saying is the reason that you don't have to worry, the reason you don't have to be dismayed, you don't have to be discouraged, you don't have to be scared half to death, the reason you can move forward is because I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the, the key. I think we miss that because as new believers as um, New Testament followers of Jesus, you know, we can look at that and go, you know, well, of course, God was with them by a cloud by night and, you know, um, and fire by day and all, all this kind of stuff. Or is it a fire by day? Wait, cloud by day, fire by night because it's fire by night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, anyway, what I think, like, that's how I yeah, think of it. The fire is yeah. the light. And I was actually trying to think of that. Uh, but yeah. anyway, so, because that's how I've always thought of it. But yeah. anyway, it's, he was, Saying yes, I'm you know I'm going to give you. I'm going to provide the light. I'm going to provide the provision. I'm going to provide. I've given you the land. But the key to this not feeling dismay, not feeling discouraged, is because we don't concentrate so much in the fact that we have God. 
that well, I think we, we have think, got with us. Oh, I'm not going to fear it, if I know that this is not going to happen or this is going to happen. Like you're saying, like we we exactly. we tend to we tend as humans think, oh, I won't fear if I just have security that you know my child will get hurt or something won't happen to mm-hmm. for me. I've talked about this before, but I really battle with the paralyzation that something will happen with you and dad. Like the fear will, Mm -hmm. it really, I struggle with it very Mm -hmm. deep. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think like, oh, I feel better if I just know nothing, you know, you guys are safe or you guys are the, and yes, that does help. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't, that still doesn't really help the fear, you know, like, because then you just Mm -hmm. get in the car the next day or then you just, you know, something could happen while you're home or, while you're sleeping or, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it doesn't really solve, quote unquote, solve the, the issue. fear. Yeah. Or the issue. But yeah, so many times we think like, oh, if this thing just happened or didn't happen, or if I just had security in this, then mm-hmm. I won't fear. But, and I will say this because in Joshua it says, do not be tremble and do not be dismayed because I am with you. And so often, as we know, like we have the Holy Spirit with us. We, you know, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to, to face any battle or anything that we have to do. But I have to say, and I don't want to disrespect the Lord or the people that I've actually had conversations with, but that's not enough for them, the knowing that they have God. And they're like, well, yeah, I can have God, but something still can happen. Uh, Yes, I can have God, you know, I can have God, and He can empower me to get through something, but I don't want to go through this. Yeah, course, I mean, I feel that. You know, I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. I, I still don't want something to happen to you and dad. But I'm like, I mean, I know that God will be with me, but that's, it isn't enough. It is, but it's not in the moment. Well, it, well a couple of things about that. It's not enough so, at the time because it's not happened. So you don't, you know in your head that God has given you the power to, to endure something. Another mm-hmm. thing it's not enough is because we don't want to hurt. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have pain. So that's kind of almost a little bit of an idol for us. And I'm, you know, I have to be very careful. I don't worship that either. I do not yeah. like any kind of pain or anything. I don't want to go through any pain. I don't want to go through any suffering. I don't, yeah, I don't want to go through, I don't want to bury anyone that I love. I, I am with everybody. That's humanly speaking. But one of the things, that's the sum of the issues, is that we, you know, don't want to go through pain, even though we know that God has given us the, you know, the power to, to do it, to, mm-hmm. to, um, to go through it. That That's part of being human. But as I was thinking about, you know, Joshua and them going over and God said over and over again, don't be afraid, you know, be cor- strong, be courageous, and all those kind of things, you know, because I'm with you. Number one, that was one of the things I got to thinking about. We really should repent over the fact that, yeah, God, I know you're with me, but you're not enough. And and it's hard, but I do feel like you have. we have to really recognize that that's wrong because mm-hmm. that should be enough. Right. That's I mean, it. I do, but— yeah, you know, I do too. I'm like, God, I know that you're with me. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, I'm honest about it. It's like, yeah, it's like I struggle with feeling like it's not enough, but I, I'm aware that, like, I don't want that. I don't want my heart to stay in that place. But I've also lived long enough to know that you'll be shocked at what you can do and what you can go through. 
um, because you do have the Lord. You know, you're not going to understand that totally until you are going through something really difficult, really hard times. Again, if you'd have told me that I would be changing my dad's diaper uh, when he died, if I would be sitting there holding my mother when she died, if you'd have told me that I would be strong enough to do that or go through those cancer treatments, you know, before I had to do that, I told you you're crazy. And if you'd have told me, yeah, but you have God. You have God. God will get you through it. I'd have still said you're crazy. Because like you, I didn't want to lose my parents either. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't even imagine life without them. And I'm about, you know, literally a few days ago was the anniversary of my mom's passing. And so, you know, again, without even me even knowing what day it is, I start feeling that little heaviness. So I I just have learned and gone through enough, and I just know that you can read that on paper, you can read that in Joshua, and you can know, well, because I'm with you, it's not going to be enough at the time, but when you have to have it, it will be enough. You just have to look at other people's lives and say, how do they get through this? They yeah. may not even know they got through it by God, but they do. Something that you and I both say a lot is God doesn't give you the grace to go through something if you're not going through it, I mean, we say it usually yeah. different than that, but God doesn't give you the grace to handle a day that you haven't lived. If you haven't lived it, you don't have it. Right. Yeah, so we yeah. don't, I don't have the grace to handle something happening with you and dad right now mm-hmm. because it hasn't happened. So I don't have to, like, I'm trying to deal with something outside of his grace, which right. is harder. <laughs> so it's almost like you're, I'm making it harder on myself because I'm like, I'm trying to deal with it as if it's not as if it's happened, but I'm like, oh, like I don't have the grace to go through it right now because I'm not going through it. And if I were to be going through it, God would give me the grace to go through it. Exactly. That's something I have to remind myself of is it's not going to be as if how it would feel in this moment because, yeah, you know, quit trying to pack. Yeah. We can't kind of store up the grace and the strength ahead of time for those times of needs. It's not like, you know, when we were going through, you know, the 2000, in the year 2000, and Howard bought, you know, 18 oh tons my gosh, of tuna fish. Oh, my gosh, thinking about millennials. Yeah, the man, yeah, yeah. yeah and we had so like, much tuna if, fish. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, it's not like you can pack up all that tuna fish and say, well, when I really need it, if there's not any food, I'm going to yeah. have it. But that's not the way God works. God is available when we need him and when we cry out to him. And and there, even though we have him with us all the times. But one of the things I, I realized as I was, you know, telling you, you know, as we were talking about it, you know, earlier, about just being able to talk with people and some, you know, working through some of the fears that these people have. One of the things that I noticed that was kind of like a theme mm-hmm. is that, there is always a fear attached to the what if. And it's kind of like what you're talking about, like trying to have enough grace or strength to get through something. And I think it's this what if. What if my parents die? What if I do have cancer? What if something happens on the way to school? What if something happens, you know, when I'm in the car? You know, mm-hmm. it's or even that financially, what I mean, if. I yeah, feel that what, too. It, like, what if I do? What if I lose all my money? What if I? Yes, I don't know. Don't have a job. What if? Yeah, you know, something happens with our currency as the United States. What if 
we are in a World War III. You know, it's that what if, and I believe that what if is like the most evil thought that wow. we can have. It's like, I do, because it is so geared for fear, which is of Satan. And it's also geared because it's trying to get us to be afraid of something that hasn't happened so that we won't trust God mm-hmm. and and get and it's kind of like almost preparing us and and almost keeping us paralyzed before it ever happens so that if something does happen then we're already you know in our mind and and you hear it all the time like I knew that was going to happen I knew that was going to happen and you know, you don't know it was going to happen. You might have feared it right. might happen, right? But you didn't but you know didn't. it was going to happen. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's one of the the biggest things is that one of the things that we can do is when we start feeling those that fear and our heart starts to, you know, our heartbeat gets faster, or we start sweating, or we just get nauseated, or we get you know all those things. A lot of times, fear will cause us a physical. You know, oh yeah, damage. Oh, so well, much. it's anxiety. It's yeah, 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 like a anxiety attack almost. And it's like, you know, am am I sitting here, getting my mind and my my, you know, thoughts so out of control that it's the what if? And, yeah, and you know, you could put it. You could say like with you, I could say, Kara, what is your what if? Or whoever's entered in this conversation is listening to us. Like, think to yourself right now as you're in, having this conversation with us. What what is the what if? What what would you put in that blank? What if the yeah you know the test results come back? Yeah. What if I do lose my job? One thing I think a lot is it's in First John, but it says perfect love casts out fear. Mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot because. I'm like, how does that work? And because there are times where I'm like, I just, I don't want to feel, you know, like it, because I will start feeling super anxious and start to, you know, the heart rate, the, all the things. And it's like, okay, how does that like work? <laughs> like, yeah. um, what's the word? Hold on. What's, how, how do you apply that? How, how does Yeah, like that what's the application of that? Because I'm like, okay. Become I, a reality. I, yeah. yeah, it's in scripture. So I believe that that's true. And perfect love is, the only perfect love we have is Jesus Christ, God. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think you love me well, Dad loves me well, but it's not perfect love because we are no. imperfect people. So it's like if perfect right. love casts out fear, that means that God's love casts out fear. How does that? I don't work? think it. And I don't I, think it's God's love. I don't think it's God's love. I think perfect love casts out fear. And you're right. There's only one godly. Perfect right. love. It says which there's is no Jesus. fear in love. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't think but God's love? I think it's God. I think God is love. Oh, so right. I think so it's it the same is thing. God that, yeah. Well, no, because a lot of things, well, if I love God, I won't be afraid. You oh. can still love God and be afraid. Perfect love casts out fear. It's basically saying God casts out fear. Yes. And it says, because it says God is love. It, God always talks about, I am love. I love because I that's I just am who love. he is. He can't not. That's who. That's love. right. And so, and when he says perfect love cast out fear, 
Only God can cast out that fear, and I think it's that dependent upon Him. I think yeah, it's, it's like that we have to let on. leaning on Him, and you mm-hmm. gotta let Him. I will say in Romans eight, I was going to read this, you know, at the very beginning, and I decided to do the other one, but but with Joshua, but I I think this is huge. In uh, Romans eight verse fifteen, it says, "For we have not received a spirit of slavery, leading to fear again." So. Again, we talked about that, that being afraid is bondage. It is just, it is de- it's definitely paralyzing. It mm-hmm. is bondage. When we're so afraid and we're afraid what's going to happen or we're afraid what has happened or what might happen, you know, that what if, we are definitely in bondage. And it says, for we have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father, which again goes with what you're, you were saying about perfect love cast out fear. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children of God, then we're heirs and, and all those things. And I think that what that is saying is the Spirit that is within us we you know gives us... A, we cry out to God, and I think it is the Holy Spirit within us that will calm us down, renew our minds, lead us to truth, gets us, you know, thinking biblical truth. And I think mm-hmm. truth, you know, has a huge play in, in how to deal with fear. But I, I will say this, too. I think that these are the things we, we do. We, we have to pray. We have to trust yeah, God. Yeah, it's like letting that, God into it really, mm-hmm. I mean, prayer really, uh, I mean, that's what I, I just a couple of days ago was really battling just this fear. And it was starting to, you know, snowball as fear does. And it was, I had to do that. It was like my version of perfect love casting out fear in that moment was having to remind myself like, okay, God, if you, like, you will give me the grace if this were to happen. Mm-hmm. You are like, please help me to not focus on this. Like, please take mm-hmm. these thoughts, please, you know, that just like that sort of thing. Like just really asking him to like come into that moment. And I do, I mean, he did. I mean, it it did, the fear, you know, started to subside. I got more control over my mind. I wasn't, you know, because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's fearing it doesn't make any, it doesn't make it stop and it doesn't make it happen. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. there's, and so the, it really is just trusting the Lord in those moments and asking him to take whatever it is that is plaguing you or causing, you know, the fear or whatever. But one thing I was thinking of is how, because I was thinking like, we really know if we are being controlled and, you know, experiencing fear that the Lord is not in control in that moment because perfect love casts out fear. You know, we're letting like lies or unknown or fear, like you said, Mm -hmm. just take control. And so I was just thinking, so we know if we're being, you know, overtaken with that fear that we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to be in control of our minds or hearts or whatever in that moment. One of the root causes and the things that causes us to fear is feeling lack of control. And I think that that's where you're, you know, you're saying we well, got to let God control. We got to know that God loves us. We got to, you know, say God, you know, I've got to let you control this because you're with me and you can take care of it. I think that's one of the problems is that 
that one of the reasons that we fear is because we have uh, that awareness at that moment we are not in control. We don't, you know, there are so many things that we think we control, but we really don't have any control over. Like you say, you know, you fear that something would happen to me and your dad. You don't have any control over that. Um, fear that something, you know, whether or not you lose your jobs. There's a lot of people that lose income and things like You don't have yeah. any control over that. So, yeah, what else I was going to say is how do we know? And I'm really, I I mean, I don't think this is solely directed toward parents, Mm -hmm. but because I'm sure that this is applies in other situations, but I was specifically thinking about parents who a lot of times there's wisdom at play where it's like, I mean, you know, like I would fear to put my hand on a burning stove. Like, okay, there's wisdom in that. Like, I know what would happen if I were to put like, there's a healthy fear. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And legitimate fear. Yeah, healthy fear. and legitimate fear. So mm-hmm. how as parents, again, maybe not even as parents, how would we know when it's like a healthy fear and when it's not a healthy fear? You know, like their parents being afraid that something would happen to their kids in a situation and like, well, that it might be a legitimate fear. Like that could something could happen to them or so you know, like how mm-hmm. like what would that line be? Because I think that I think parents could probably go one way or the other. You know, it could get like hyper mm-hmm. where it gets out of balance, or it could be like we let your kid do whatever to where it's like, well, they need, you know, mm-hmm. wisdom to know. With I just feel like that line could go one way or the other. So as a as a parent, how can you how can you discern and know when you are when it's a healthy fear um, for the sake of your child, or when you might be letting your fear get unhealthy or out of control to the point where, you know. Let's go with the healthy fear that we know that if you put your hand on a burning, it's a fire. And we know by experience that the outcome is going to be you're going to get burnt. Right. We know that if a, a poisonous snake crawls up here and you're afraid, you know by experience and you know You've seen it a thousand times. Somebody gets bit by a snake. That's not good. That's that's a, that's a healthy fear. So you're knowing based on experience, you know the outcome. Well, when it's not a situation where you know the outcome and experience, it's not as black and white. It's not, oh, this is a fire. I shouldn't put my hand in it. Oh, this is a snake. I shouldn't pick it up. But it is that unknown. It is that... I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know how. Yeah, but that can sometimes this be, situation. be wisdom, though, because it's like, I just don't have a good feeling about this, or I just don't have, you know, like there's, I think that's, that can happen. Well, yeah, but if you're using wisdom, you're not operating by fear. You're operating by wisdom. If you're operating by fear, it is an emotion. Wisdom is 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 what is in your head. Wisdom like is knowledge. It's more logical. It's or maybe knowledge. not even logical is not the right word, but it's more of like I, or even like a, a kid going to a kid's house. It's like you may, you don't really know and it's not as clear cut as like a fire, like putting your hand on a fire. Mm-hmm. But you may think like, I just don't have a good feeling about letting my child spend the night at that person's house. And you maybe can't put your finger on it, but it's just something in your gut that you feel like I don't feel good about it versus like, how would you well, know? If like, you know what I mean? Like, I do yeah. think there are situations where- well, of course, you, it, you don't know. That's not but fear. 
No, that's the prompting of the Holy Spirit. That's that's like God is stepping into the situation uh, and showing you and giving you attention. And, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a fear as much as it's just an awareness. God, there's, you're trying to get my attention or mm-hmm. God, there's, you know, I'm kind of getting a little, you know, feeling like uneasy that is and uneasiness and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then you start praying about it. Now, um, yeah, maybe that's it. Then, maybe it's just all those, like constantly taking it to the Lord because I do think he gives peace. Like if you didn't have a good feeling about course. it, it's like, okay, I have peace about not letting my child do this or letting my child do this versus, yeah, it's like, I think it, it is take it may be taking those moments and thoughts, every thought and be like, okay, where is this coming from? Is this rooted in mm-hmm. fear and control or just rooted in wisdom and discernment? With something like that where like I've got this fear that something, you know, is wrong. There's just something wrong with this. And you pray about it and and then you check it out. You use wisdom. You, mm-hmm. you know, do what you can to like, you know, let me just kind of ask some people about this. It's this actually kid. literally just happened to me now that I'm thinking about this with mm-hmm. my with my dogs. And I know yeah. to some people it might it sound is. stupid to it's dogs, but they're my kids. They're what I got. But when mm-hmm. you're saying this, I'm like, I literally had this. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Till yeah. it but I thought I, about it as soon as you were talking about oh. it. I thought that's what you were talking <laughs> no, about. No, I was not I was talking like, about that at all. Uh-huh. Oh. I was just more mm-hmm. just generally speaking, like for the parents out there of human kids. Mm-hmm. Because, because yeah, like I was faced with the situation. Like I did not feel good about someone watching mm-hmm. this particular person watching my dogs and couldn't put my finger on it. And I literally was battling that so much. Of like, am I just being like an overprotective dog mom and mm-hmm. wanting to control and because she, you know, let one of them do something I didn't love last time, which was not detrimental. So I was like, okay, is this like control of why I'm feeling this way? Or is this, you know, the Holy Spirit kind of prompting me to maybe look for another option? And long story short, it was my, dis- it was my discernment. It wasn't fear. Um, well, but I, yeah, it was you- quite the process, like, you know, cause it mm-hmm. was, I had to really dig into that and I had asked other people and yeah like uh, brought in other voices to be like okay am I am I crazy is this am I being irrational is this just me trying to control or is this something I really need to pay attention to and it turns out my discernment was right but and I think that that's the key I think that you can use wisdom I think you can use your brain I think you can use common sense I know that's kind of going out the door these you know lightly but you know, you can use common sense. You can use this, pay attention to the tension, as we always say, and check it out. But at the end of the day, you know, you can make a decision. You know what? I'm just going to go with my gut, or I'm going to go with my conscience, or I'm going to go. I just feel like this yeah. is what God is telling me, and I'm going to change direction. If it's nothing and what you thought was not even true and you change direction, it does. that's, that's not a life-threatening thing. It's right. not something. You, you change direction. Well, so why? yeah. Hopefully, but I, well, but I do this think, is not the kind of fear. I don't. That no. is not paralyzing. That is no, a like, fear that's gotten your attention, that's causing you to move forward, right? And, and I think check it's it out. taking note of those types of fears because mm-hmm. because yeah, it's like I just think the like you like we've said there can be unhealthy fear where the Lord is trying to you know get our attention and maybe direct trying to lead path. or direct right, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, when it becomes paralyzing, and that's what I was trying to discern. Where it was like, okay, am I, where is where is this coming from? Um, you know, the root in my own heart. 
And yeah, so I, cause I, I think, you know, even, you know, with you and dad, it's like, yeah, the reality is you could get in a car accident or you could have a heart attack or, you know, like those things could happen, but mm-hmm. I could get so paralyzed where it's like, I'm not even living my life or I'm not even like the Lord's not in that because, and I think right. that's the difference is like, is just inviting the Lord in those moments and really following the peace, like following like, okay, where, because he will give you peace with one way or the other. One of the things I would say this and the difference in that tension and should I go in this direction, should I not, and you pray about it, you do have control over the decisions you make. That Like you can uh, say, well, I'm not going to send my kid over to the neighbors or I'm not going to let them spend the night or I'm not going to, you know, I'm just not going to, I'm looking at the weather. I just, I just have this fear that maybe we shouldn't go here. I don't know. Just having uneasiness, yeah, and it's not super safe. And you have control over that. The fear that normally everybody's driven by that is paralyzing is when there's not another option and they have no control of keeping something from happening, and and that's the fear. I think. A lot of people right now are going through and, and and dealing with is we're so used to Googling something. We're so used to have so much information. We're so used to having different options in, you know, that we can choose. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, like you said, you didn't go, you know, you had other options that you could take the dogs to. You, you know, the, but when you don't have any control over certain things and you don't have any other options, that's where the fear and that's where the, you know, over uh, thinking and the paralyzing and the worrying and, and not being able to sleep at night and stuff is because I've just totally lost control. The things that you were talking about, that is a fear and it is a, you know, that, you know, beginning to like, yeah, I just don't feel right about this. But you're you're not at the end of your rope. You're not at this place where there's another there's not another direction to go to or whatever. When you get to to that place, that's where it starts really affecting your health, your spiritual uh, trust, your faith in God. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things that really does paralyze us because a lot of times these fears, we don't see a way out. We don't see that there's uh, an, another option. And, and we're just totally struggling more with the fact that we can't control the situation. We can't control the outcome. We can't control what might happen. Right. And, right. and that's not, where, letting, not letting the Lord take control. I mean, He has control, yeah, but not allowing Him to be in control of that situation. And it's just the love and that stuff. Yeah, right. the love that casts out fear is your view of God. Like, how do you view God? Like, you know, I've had several uh, people say to me, "Well, I'm, I'm afraid that to really get involved, you know, get involved with a guy or a girl, like dating, because I'm afraid God's just going to take him away." I mean, God is a, a God to give. God gives. God doesn't take away. Not, you know, God. Play, I'm not going to comment you on play that. Play the fear. Yeah, but but. <laughs> But the the key is not is the key is not whether or not you should date somebody you shouldn't, or it's the fact that your fear is based on the wrong view of God. God never removes what's best, 
And so when you know that's true of God, then you'll be able to trust Him. And I think, you know, a lot of people say, don't fear, just trust God. I know a lot of people that trust God, but they're afraid. And But it's not the afraid that is... It's not paralyzing. It's not. A, it's not. We're not in bondage, and so that's where you have to kind of check it. Like, well, is this just? You know, this could happen. So, yeah. You know, it so, makes me a little nervous. Versus, I'm talking about people that cannot move forward, that are won't trust God because they don't trust Him, and they're trying to be God because they think they can control what the outcome of their lives are now. You can definitely make some choices and stuff, but you cannot determine your last breath and, and stuff. Right. So how do we? How do we? I think acknowledge it. You're like, you know what, God, I don't want to be out of control here. And what the problem is is not really my fear. My fear is I don't trust you, and my fear is is I trust myself, but I'm a little afraid because I don't know that I have to. I have to admit. I don't have control over this. I think it has a lot to do with being honest and real before God. Ask God to give you uh, the truth, remind you that He's a loving God, and dig deep where the Holy Spirit is and say, God, I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know what you're going to do, but I know that you love me, and I know that you only want what's best for me, and that whatever happens, whenever it happens— you will give me the strength to do it. Uh, Corey Tim Boom, you know how much I love her. And she was, you know, was hiding the Jews and was sent, you know, to, to uh, Holocaust, as you, you know, to the camps. And she says, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. Worry does not empty that. You're gonna, there's gonna, tomorrow we'll have some sor- sorrow. You're going to be sad tomorrow. There's going to be something that's going to happen Life's hard, life's tough. Worry doesn't stop that. What worry does or what fear does, it empties today of its strength. I, I love that because it says worry, say so it's fear, does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It's not going to stop it. But what it does do, it does empty today's strength because when you're, and we are, me, yeah, all of us, Today, if we are so consumed and afraid, we're not. We won't, will not move forward. We're struggled, as uh, Paul was talking to the Romans at being in slavery. It will totally take uh, our strength. And and God says, "I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and strength." And I just think. That's one of the things that we have to really concentrate. Um, but I think if we did, if we really, really believed that and trusted that and and draw and drew strength from that truth, I think we would probably enter into 2024, December, all of the things ahead of us, having a little bit more hope and a lot of more strength. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, DotBowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.